You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Everybody, to the new episode of 9ES, the 9to5 Entertainment System. I feel like that is definitely recording. This is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System, like Scott just said, and Sophie is taking it away. Yeah, we talk about the zombie run to 5K, uh, the TV show The Colony, we binged for a while on World of Darkness, like werewolves and stuff, comic stuff, DC Comics drama, the Dead Wardians, what? The New, new Dead Wardians. New Dead Wardians, an American vampire. And then we talk a little bit about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the new TV series. Uh, Total Divas, the wrestling TV Agents series. Of Shield, our favorites. <laughs> our favorites. <laughs> oh, dum dum dookie. <laughs> uh, we mentioned anthill butts in Technicolor. Which you will see in the episode image. What do Long Island iced teas and sex on the beaches have in common? We talk about Mick Foley. Hey. And then uh, a little bit more wrestling talk with You Think You Know Me, the documentary of Edge. Sounds good, guys. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. God lives underwater. Did you know that? That makes sense. 9 to 5 Entertainment System. K in the last two days. Scott, so. Scott starts up this fucking podcast being like, I ran 12K, what did you do this I'm week? not so sick that I'm not, but, you know. Oh, did we start? Uh, yeah, this is how we're going to start the podcast. We're going to start the podcast telling sh- you to go on iTunes and like us and comment us, like Philip Blair. Philip Blair. Philip Blair. Because <laughs> Phil did it, and Phil's the best, so you should do it also. Sophie, stop paying attention to your phone. This I'm sorry, I forgot to turn to off my volume. entertainment system. We're listening to, is this new Nine Inch Nails? This old Nine Inch Nails? This is, this is God Nine Lives Underwater. God Lives Underwater. <laughs> Whatever. How you guys doing? I'm okay. I've been sick a little bit. Sophie's been awake for about uh, less than an hour. Yeah. She's feeling a little sick. Scott's feeling a little sick, but as he was yeah, I woke up at eight. Face, his wellness, he can run a million K. Yeah, I run 12K in the last two days. It's cool. How do you feel? Good. Yeah. You feel like zombies have yet to get you? Uh, some zombies chased me today. I had to go get some medical supplies. Is, really like, is this the first time you've come into contact with real zombies? Wild zombies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, the last one was on a chain, and then it got loose. Yeah. But like this one, these ones were like, yeah, you're going out and get supplies, because... They're loose. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. How's your colony doing? Colony? Um, I'm in the training program still, so it's okay. not... I'm not building up my base yet. Okay. Haven't you been paying attention to 9 to 5 Entertainment System, Sophie? Scott's been doing the 9 to 5K, but with the zombie storyline. So you have a zombie zombies colony? Run, zombies run 5K. Yeah, I understand this, but what the fuck is this colony So thing? there's a storyline, like you're working for a colony. I understand there's a storyline, but what it, where does the co- do you colonize zombies? So as you're playing, you pick up supplies yeah. and equipment and materials, and all of this is tracked in an online database, so you can go and build up your, your, your neighborhood's Against zombie attacks. Oh, like a like a survival kind of colony thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it uses the GPS to measure how far and how fast you're running. That's really attractive, Rissa. Does it? Does it? Um, yeah, that's great. Does it track you with other people, like Foursquare, so you can have like 
if you have multiple people doing the the nine, the zombie to 5k like you can have a stronger colony and get like base defenses better because you have multiple people doing it in an area I guess it could I haven't because that'd be kind of neat that. that'd be cool you could like fortify Verdun with like Hooper <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of this app this app has been great I, I feel more motivated to run and I hate running so yeah Seb's doing it too actually my roommate Seb the zombie thing or the, the just zombie the five, to 5k thing to 5k yeah. cool it's good to know that someone's fortifying our neighborhood. Uh, uh, no, he's... I don't think he'd help much. Well, no, but he's picking up supplies. Like, whether or not he's good with those supplies. It's like okay. Zombieland. It's rule, rule number 17, rule number 2, good cardio. Yeah. It's true. So this is... Okay, speaking of colonies and survival situations, uh, Sarah and I started watching the second season of The Colony. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of The Colony. No, I was just going to say. What it's is that? It's so good. So it's a reality show in the like loosest of sense and the fact that it's not a competition or anything and it's also I believe done by Discovery um, and they, they do is they put together a group of people like doctors physicists nurses whatever and like isolate them into like a huge fucking area like they did the abandoned first season was abandoned warehouses down by the Los, An- Los Angeles River thing okay. the shitty stagnant water river that they have down there and they have like a tire like I think like a 10 city block area that was completely abandoned and they just like walled off and made it like a giant compound for these people to exist in and they need to like handle water and they also handle like intruders so wait, wait, the, the idea is it's a post-apocalyptic world yeah and, and you're so you have, have to, to survive. survive yeah 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 but and like, so you like Survivor meets freaking Mad Max pretty much okay but, that's kind of cool but without like challenges like the challenge is like just to survive like there's really not a lot of food or anything like <laughs> like they um there was a they had they were collecting rainwater then the only water that they had access to was the like the stagnant ass fucking reservoir in LA which they were like that needs to boil then they ran out of power over the course of like they ran out of car batteries and stuff so they <laughs> no no how did I forget what they were oh yeah they were using too much power boiling water so then the the physicist guy made a like fucking homemade like tesla coil where they did like a, like a sand filtration system, but then there was still. You like, said Tesla coil, but I'm so sleep headed right now that I heard testicles. Cool. Anyway, so yeah, they, so they filtered it, but they were still like showing up like microbes, or whatever. And then the guy was like, "If we ozonize the water, those microbes will be killed because they have like they have little testers." So then, because like that's how fucking shitty the water was in the reservoir, <laughs> like that even going through like a sand charcoal filter, they were like, "Nope." <laughs> this is not at all doing it. So then they made like a homemade Tesla coil, which was more energy efficient than the fucking like boiling. <laughs> so like shit like that, you're like, what? Then another way they can do that is actually leave it in clear plastic bottles on the roof on a sunny day. I think they did that also. Then there may be some people. Anyhow, and they also have like attackers, like marauders who like show up and like steal their stuff and whatever. Because they talk about the five core uh, survival elements, which is uh, shelter, water, food, fire. And security. And anyway, so now we're watching season two. And season two is even crazier because season two is um, the survival element. Part of the survival element is that there's like a mutated bird flu. Okay. So every time they come into contact with anybody, they now need to worry about like quarantine. And there's like a 12 hour gestation period. So they need to like put people off in quarantine. And like I'm, they haven't gotten there, but like I'm guessing someone might get infected, like quote unquote infected. To, like, have to deal with it. And if he doesn't go into quarantine, like, he could infect everybody. So they're always, like, checking each other's temperatures and all that stuff to see if anybody's been infected in the colony. Fucking amazing show. Like, 
and they got really violent too, like with the Marauders and stuff. Because like the actors come, they uh, they ignored security for the first two or three days in season two, right. and just thirty people came in and took all their medical supplies. You're like, well, <laughs> shit. Like, and like we're, Sarah and I were watching. We're like, you guys are not fucking closing the gate. Like, at the very least, just close the gate. Thirty people just walk in and they're like, we're taking all your medical supplies. Like, that's all awful. Well, that's because they ignored security. That's really awful. Why and would also, you do that to other survivors? Because it's shitty. And for the the location for the second one is um, like a ten acre area that was wrecked by Katrina and abandoned. So it's like a for real like New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. Like a proper disaster zone. <laughs> like car, like some cars are flipped. Some buildings are just like half gone and stuff. Like because they were like, hey, they didn't even need to do anything to this area. They just like, <laughs> I guess they planted a couple of things, like some car batteries that are still have juice in them. Whatever. They found some rancid ass pigs, gross. super gross, covered in maggots. We're like, Bleh. anyway, yeah, it's a great show, The Colony. Uh, they made two seasons of it, and then apparently they cast for the third season but they never made it because I think it's a really high budget show for Discovery <laughs> like to have like a massive set and all these extras and like as opposed to just like whatever storage wars right <laughs> like so yeah highly uh, recommend it also Discovery what the hell yeah. although this one's kind of cool because they they not not a ton of useless people but they put in a model like, in the first season, everybody was at least useful. Like, there was, like, a doctor, a teacher, a nurse, so like, a physicist and whatever. And that, like, they have an inventor in season two, but he's an inventor slash artist. So I'm okay, like... So he, like, he invents wind vane statues? Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, I, don't, I, re- I really don't know. This guy's for real usefulness. And so far, he seems to be the laziest. And there's, like, a, like a contractor, um, a foreman. Who, okay. um, it's a model. Contractor, a foreman, uh, auto mechanic, a teacher, an artist slash inventor, and I'm missing someone. Someone else. This song is bumming me out. That's what God Lives Underwater does. Bums you out. Okay. Is that the name of the band? <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. hippies. And we just had a little quiet moment listening to God Lives Underwater. We're like, oh, there we go. Hippies. Yes, I have tickets to Slayer soon. This That'll rock. They're like two guys with a computer. Like, they're not hippies at all. But they're like techno hippies. There you go. Yes. They're like, what do you call it? The stoner geeks. Yeah, yeah. What was that? What's the name of the group in Mage? One of the traditions. I played that Mage, like t- three times. Virtual adapts? I've never played Mage, because it seems dumb. A little loud. Why? How is Mage dumb? It just seems dumb to me. I just there's nothing appealing to me. Being a magician? Yeah. But you like being a vampire. I do. I I was like, that was always what appealed to me about Mage, was that it was humans. Like I also don't like Werewolf. Yeah, I, I agree. Werewolf's stupid. Werewolf is stupid because the core of Werewolf is a stupid story. Also not a fan of Changeling. Changeling is also very stupid. Yeah. Like, just in terms of the initial core stories, I don't understand how the good guys bicker so much. Like, Werewolf? How come there's bickering within the fucking... What are they, tribes? Tribes. Tribes. You're like, fucking get your shit together because the end of the world's happening. Deal with it. Same thing with Changeling. We have fancy politics even though we're a fucking dying species of half-fairy... Get your shit together because the world is dying. Werewolves I don't even understand at all because they could just breed an army. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole... 
They should be training, fighting, and fucking. Like, just all day long. And then they'd win. Ch- changelings, also. if they Train, fight, fight. Win! Train, fight, fight. <laughs> win. But yeah, same thing with changelings. Oh, not to say that you can breed changelings as easily, but if they put their shit together, they would. I don't think they'd be worried as so much about, they're like, oh, the end of glamour! And like, whatever. Just like, fucking hole up and figure that shit out, as opposed to fu- infighting. Oh, there's a huge sword behind your TV. I approve. Okay. Cool. Anyway, but yeah. It helps with the reception. <laughs> awesome. It doesn't really. <laughs> we just don't know where else, else to put it so right yeah. now. But mages. I like mages because they're... A, their shit's a little bit together. A little bit. But they're like... They lose because they suck compared to the fucking... With the traditions and the... Like the technocrats and the the, the other one. You know, the big ones. I'm so no, uninterested again, by yeah. the other ones. I played like three games and I played a mage who refused to use magic because he believed that paradox was the universe's way of saying, hey... Don't do that. Which it is. So I didn't do that. Everyone else was like, yeah, whatever, universe. <laughs> John would be John. like, hey, let's go on this adventure. We need you for this. I'm like, I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm going to sit here <laughs> and try the... to convince everyone else not to do that. <laughs> that was like my character fine. in the uh, in the, the werewolf game that Chris ran, where it was just like, what? No, you guys, are, why are we fighting? <laughs> like, you were like, like, he was like a a new person he was the guy he was like the silver fang with uh, like purebreed five so it was like born to be king and then they were like everybody needs to like coddle this not coddle but like needs to make sure this guy basically becomes the next leader like he has fucking he is destined to rule and then it was like you guys suck like you're fighting each other all the time you go on fucking stupid suicide missions for no reason people like you killed someone we're a limited number of werewolves and one of you werewolves killed another werewolf you're the worst at being werewolves. So it was like, in-game, I just... Like, me slash my character just quit the game. Because I was like, nobody... Like, I was like, in character, I have zero reason why I would hang out with these people. Like, I'm supposed to be... Everybody tells me you're going to lead and do great things. But not with this group of people. You're pretty terrible at being werewolves. So I left. Again, I've, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I still don't understand how the world of darkness people didn't capitalize on Twilight. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't understand how. What do you mean? When girls are... When teenage when girls, teenage are, girls are like, oh my god, vampires. Oh, okay. Yeah, and but that's always been the case. I mean, yes, a little extreme this this time, but yeah. But no, no, because when the craft came out and when Practical Magic came out, there were, there were businesses that were like, hey, we sell candles. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> We're really into candles. Like, we sell tarot cards, and you can buy them from us. And then Twilight comes out, and it's screaming horror, like Beatles fans in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And World of Darkness is like, whatever. Yeah, but, Stupid. Yeah, but that's because they don't want to offend their core fans, right? Her, their core fans are in their 30s and stopped buying the books years ago. Pretty this much, This is yeah. very true. If they had brought out, like, Vampire, the Eternal Sparkling, and just, <laughs> like... You too can be on Team Edward. No, I would call it the glimmer. The glimmering. Speaking of vampires, <laughs> I've read two comics. Uh, I read all eight parts, so the first volume of the New Dead Guardians. Hang on, I'm okay. gonna bring. Up, I'm gonna bring up people who did this. But yeah, so I got into. I'm reading Vertigo comics, guys. Because <laughs> you know, Vertigo comics. Win. So the new Dead Guardians. Let me just bring it up so I have the names correctly on the artist and the writer. 
Boop, 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 a doop. This is me uh, looking through my tablet to find the author and the writer, guys. I know this is exciting so for have, all of you. Have you guys been up to date on the drama at DC? No. Nope. It's been happening the last few months. Nope. How it's been one thing after another. The, the, the new Fifty Two did, did the new Fifty Two not save their business? It's not even business, really. It's it's behind the scenes. It's full insanity. Yep. Okay. It's like Russia I, back I, there. I got the names <laughs> of the new Deadwardians. Can you do your thing? Yep. So stay tuned for about two or three minutes from now when we talk about DC because I'm just going to finish up on the new Deadwardians. So Dan Abnett and I N J Culbert. So <clears throat> why do you know these people? Uh, Dan Abnett usually works with Andy Lanning. They're they're like. DNA. Well, I think like that they, I think they really wanted a specific. I'll just, I'll show you Scott a little bit at the time. I think they really wanted that specific art that looks kind of old. Vertigo. Well, not just Vertigo, but old because it's set in the like Edwardian, what would have been the Edwardian age of the uh, of England, and but so right at the end of Queen Victoria, Queen Victoria's reign, uh, zombies happened in England. <laughs> So zombies had an uprising, and then they developed, nobody knows how, they developed a cure, which is vampirism. <laughs> so now this is like, they've taken care of the zombies, sort of. They've created zones. Zone A in the center of the city, which is like the upper crust, upper class, who are vampires. Zone B, which is where humans live. And then zone C, which is like the zombie wilds. So it's all, the whole entire thing is a big class war allegory, I guess, with, like, zombies, vampires, and humans. Okay, so that sounds a little bit like the book I was talking about, Anno Dracula. A little bit. But, and, and then and then the um, the storyline for this is that a vampire was murdered, but, like, not by the... Can you, you literally murder a vampire? I mean, aren't they technically already dead? So doesn't that cancel itself out? Pretty much the entire basis of it is that a vampire was murdered. And well, not, I could have written this! I know, but not via stake, beheading, or whatever is that they were like, here's a vampire, he's dead, he's not dead by the things that kill vampires, he's just suddenly reverted to corpse. So it's like he just stopped being a vampire, maybe. So, hence the mystery. So that's not a murder, that's just the, this guy was defective. But he wasn't, because someone did it to him. Ah. So that's, like, the whole, like, that. that's, like, basically the, the plot of it. It's, like, it's a murder mystery, essentially, which is, they're like, how the fuck did this happen? Like, they're like, they just find this vampire who's out there. They they get a little a little they play a little loose with the uh, how vampire the vampires are like for instance they put on a cream and they can go out in the day it's just a little oh it's like blade yeah because exactly. that was so popular when they did it in that yeah, movie. but it's really, what's really strange about that is there's like I can understand sometimes when they do that stuff in film because of the like restriction of filming in absolute dark like. You only have a couple hours of full dark during a time to film, right? Where you don't have any sun at sunset, no sun at sunrise. So due to filming restrictions, when I do it in movies and TV, I'm like, I kind of understand it because of the background. Filming at night all the time is hard. But when I do it in a comic, I'm like, come on now. You have no reason just to not draw this all at nighttime. Unless the artist was like, I don't like drawing at night. (laughs) It's like, it's difficult. I'm running out of India black ink. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're like, what the fuck? It's so dark. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So even though it has all these crazy vampire zombie stuff, like it's really not what I enjoyed about it is it's really not about them. It's just like this is the world, but this is a murder mystery that happens in the world, and it's a lot more about like class derision. It's very cool. I liked it a lot. Interesting. I give it a thumbs up, and then because are you ready with your DC stuff or keep going? No, I'm, I'm fine. Because of that, I then saw ads in the back of that comic for American Vampire. 
Okay. I don't know if you... Yeah, Scott yeah. Snyder writes it predominantly, and the first five of them also have storylines written by Stephen King. Cool. And it's and it's also cool, and for some strange reason, <laughs> plays with vampires a little bit interestingly, which has to do with not just that like the vampire curse doesn't just have to do with your... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Of your sire? but also has to do where you were embraced. Like, they talk about, like, the soil and the land a little bit. So that's a throwback to Dracula? Yeah. So, but what happens is, is when the European vampires, who, like, they sort of talk about the fact that there's, like, bloodlines, and that, like, a Russian vampire is, like, different from a French vampire, like, a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then a massive change happens when they accidentally embrace an American, hence, like, American vampire. So the American vampires are, like, daywalkers... They fucking metamorphosis a lot more, and the other vampires are like, "What the fuck?" And they were like, "They have to have weaknesses. It's magic. Like, like vampirism is magic. They have to have weaken weaknesses." But nobody like knows what those are yet. That's actually kind <laughs> of interesting. I'd I'd read that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's I'm in like issue three or whatever, and it seems that like where their weaknesses is um, when the moon turns and there's no moon. And they're like, I th- like, and the new vampire, like old vampires, are really excited. They're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Like they are super weak when there's like a new moon. <laughs> like, they're just like, we we figured something out. They're like, we're super psyched. And it's like there's only one, and like the first issues are all double sized issues where it's like, the embrace the embrace of the second American vampire in the 1920s, who's like this actress, and then the second half of it is the origin story of the first American vampire, who is plays a role in the second storyline. So it's and they play with a lot of like chronology and stuff like that time wise. Very cool so far. Really enjoying it. And like I said, I like the a little bit different edge on how vampires work and the fact that they're like it's a new vampire and like old vampires being like shit. So very good. Highly recommend that one also. More comics news, Scott. Do you see? Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised you guys haven't heard about this. It's been. All the buzz on the Twitters. I live under a rock. <laughs> All the buzz on the Twitters. So DC had back-to-back controversies this month. Okay. Uh, one after the other, and uh, the controversies were interesting. Dumb. But then the the reaction from the company was, was amazing. I just know the one controversy. Okay, well, the first one that started off uh, was the Batwoman controversy. Yeah, that's the one I'm referring Batwoman? to. Batwoman? Is she not gay anymore? Yes, she is. She she is gay. Um, So the creative team had been working on Batman forever. Even before New 52 was launched, it was that same creative team. Um, Notably, J.H. Williams III, the artist, who draws very distinct and very... Super cool. Super cool-looking art. Painty kind of stuff. Yeah. Like Alex Malev stuff? No, no, like like watercolor-y, painted, gorgeous-looking, not dark or sketchy. Okay. Like, like, like it's very clean and, and pretty looking. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Looks very like uh, reminds me of like Parisian posters, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like really, that's how I picture Batwoman. Like from the start, he's been doing the co- at least the covers and a lot of the art. Yeah, yeah, books, exactly. So. And like the the weird flowy red hair with the yeah. watercolors, like very cool. Um, that creative team uh, walked off the book, saying, "That's it. We've had it." with DC we're done we can't work here anymore so like they didn't wrap a story they just left well the the main story was they were planning on having her married and okay. DC said no by issue 18 or something like that it's like it was coming up yeah. and DC said no 
And that sounds like, okay, you're just being kind of prissy, or maybe is it a, is it a gay rights issue or whatnot. Right. And DC is like, well, no, she's technically a member of the Bat family, and no one in the Bat family should be happy, and we don't think that characters should be married. Which is a valid response. It's true. Batman characters are not... Right. <laughs> they and don't I, get to be I agree happy. with that. I agree with that. And that's something that maybe should have been made more clear to the creative team before they began pl- plotting their books to that story. And that's what the issue is. Well, and even then, I'd be like, okay, she can get married. When does her wife die? <laughs> no, but like the, the, when the editors say, okay, what do you have planned for Batwoman coming up? And they say, okay, well, she's going to fight some crime and she's going to foil a bank robber and then uh, she's going to fight the Riddler and then she's going to get married. And the editors are like, great, go, start working on it. Yeah. And then right before the issue comes out, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not going to happen. Sorry, change it. Change everything. Jesus. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, um... This is not the first time that DC Editorial has come in with a last-minute change, and uh, this one was not... Like we, We've been writing books that have been leading to them to get married now yeah, for yeah. months and months and months. It would have been nice if they didn't really were never going to let us do this to let us know that at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not say, yeah, it's okay. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry, it's not. <laughs> so they walked off. So they walked off. And this isn't a, a long string of... of creators either being fired or walking off books. Such as? Do you have any other names? Uh, Gail Simone on Batgirl, who walked off, was fired, had a huge public outcry, came back and then walked off four issues. Hmm? Um, There's been a whole bunch of stuff of people getting thrown off their books before the first issue even hits the stands. What? Books being solicited in previews with different creative teams and what actually comes out with the books because they don't know what they're doing. Wow. So apparently in the back room, there's a whole bunch of like really awful fights between creators and uh, which editorial. Is, which is crazy because that was like part of the, the big draw of the New 52 was like, you get this book. Like it's, it's almost a fresh slate. Like you have this. And like they were talking about like it being super pro creator initially. Yeah, and like setting up solid creative teams yeah, on exactly. books, and like you like these creators, they're gonna get this character to play with, like yeah, yeah, yeah. for for, awesome. a, for a stretch, you know, like then, then okay, uh, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmati, who uh, longtime comic professionals, release a contest for the Harley Quinn book, where artists can draw a page, and the winner that they choose will have that page appear in the comic book. Okay, very cool, right? Harley Quinn has to be in the bath attempting suicide. Okay. So you're taking a take a character, a female character, make right. her as naked and sexy and vulnerable as possible, and then like she's holding a toaster in her hands. Yeah. Go people. Okay. Let's, let's see what you got. Wow. So, like, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. So like victimizing a woman, sexualizing suicide. It's a whole bunch of stuff there. That's, and, uh, yeah. Some people, and I'm not saying I agree with this 100%, but I understand why people would be upset by the idea of this concept. <laughs> We're very angry, saying These are, that, that that was stupid. Like, <laughs> not even like, you can't do this. Like, but this to make it the content. Like, this this is that was just a stupid idea and you should feel bad and you should fix like, this I can I can totally get behind like I'm like it's Harley Quinn contemplating suicide which I can understand is probably something that happens on a, on the regular whenever her like real brain 
starts to get in touch with what she's been doing for the past few years, I'd be like, oh, whoa, I'm a fucking monster. Like, I can get all that storytelling, but then to make it a contest, being like, draw your best suicidal Harley. All right. So that, that's, I think, I even... So Jim Lee, who is the co-editor-in-chief with Dan Didio at DC Comics, okay. published, like, 15 tweets saying, I don't understand why everyone's so upset by this, you know... This is a, a character who's, who does weird stuff like this. She's like the Joker. You know, if you knew what the context was, you'd understand where it would fit in the story. And blah, 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 blah. And you don't understand what... Not that Jim Lee has never ever drawn, like, overly sexualized characters. Yeah, but, but also, also, if you wanted to give context for this panel, just give context for the panel. Like, just say, well, these are the, this is what's leading up to this point, and this yeah. is what's going to happen. Yeah. At the last minute, she's not going to. She's instead going to realize it's not a toaster in her hand, it's a pie. Oh, whatever. Like, give context to it. And they didn't. They just said, this is the panel that you have to draw if you want to win this contest. Super weird. Yeah, yeah DC's a bit batshit lately. And then, of course, they follow that up with Ben Affleck. Just Ben Affleck DC. is Batman. Oh, fuck. I, forgot. I forgot to watch... I have, I recorded it, I believe. I forgot to watch the first episode of Agents of Shield. I watched it. I watched it too. Yeah. And it's very pilot-y. Well, I can get behind that. I, I mean, think they're pilot. trying too hard to focus on the fantastic, and the characters uh, so far seem a little too pushed on being. I am a unique character, I love Joe Sweden, and I think they're a little too cartoony as a result. I think people are really excited. I mean, it's cool to see actors from other things like the the actor book. That, that played Book in, in Firefly yeah, is in there. He has cool. a role. Uh, the guy who played uh, Charles Gunn in Angel. Okay. Yeah, he's in there as well. So, I mean, it's cool. I, I like where they're going with it, and I think they have some interesting ideas, but I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. So I'll I'm give not, it a I, few episodes. Yeah, I don't mean that. Without having not seen it yet, they record it, but I'll, I'll watch it. From what you're saying, though, I can see them maybe wanting to open with stuff really fantastic because they're trying to transition the audience that just saw the Avengers into a TV show. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, but I mean, they're pitching it as the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that have to deal with what the heroes do, right? It's saying like, it's about S.H.I.E.L.D. The well, that they take Agent Coulson and Maria Hill from yeah. the movie, yeah, and to pretend that all that other stuff from the movies didn't exist would be I think more ridiculous. They don't. I mean... And they, I, and they do, and they cover some cool stuff uh, from all the Marvel movies yeah. Yeah, yeah. right away, and that was well, like... Really like the the, cool. the tagline, just like the tagline that they had on the on the PVR, was like agents of Earth's like most prestigious defense organization deal with the fallout of an alien invasion in New York City that was fended off by the Avengers. That's like the the that was like the two line. This is what the show is about. So yes. you're like. That's fucking fantastic. The Avengers fought aliens that just ripped through New York. It can't be like, let's... That's let's... not what I mean by fantastic, though. What? Then explain. I, it's just gimmicks. Okay. Yeah. So you mean cartoony? Yes, that's... Okay. okay. I, I actually use the word cartoony, No, no, but yes. when you said fantastic, <laughs> I thought you meant like that they were dealing with like superhero stuff. And I was like, they kind of have to. Like, But anyway, okay. So a little over the top. But I think Joss Whedon's stuff has often suffered from that. Like, if I think back to, like, Pilots of Angel, Pilots of... Firefly, like pilots of Buffy, like the characters are all like, I need to define my quirks immediately, and then they sort of simmer down in like a couple episodes, like. Yeah, but it's not usually quite so blatant and in your face, and it it's not because right now they're all kind of being quirky at the same time, and it kind of just makes them clash 
as a whole, yeah. as opposed to just kind of yeah, it's it's all. Because I found the first episode of Firefly almost unwatchable because of that. Really? I was like, oh, fucking every... It's an entire spaceship full of beautiful and unique snowflakes, and I'm the doctor, and I only need to protect my sister, and I'm Summer, and I'm so aloof and whatever, and I'm Kaylee, and I'm rough and tumble, but also cutesy, and I'm fucking... I'm a prostitute, but uh, a prostitute's a really cool thing in this world, and I'm Wash, and I'm the best pilot in the world, and I'm fucking Jane and I'm so badass but shove sensitive. a sock in his mouth or something cause but <laughs> that's that's the pilot of Firefly like go back and watch it and you're like oh wow I did when? and I don't feel the same <clears throat> okay I, I found like I tried, I sat down and watched the pilot with Sarah a couple days ago or months ago you know days months and I was like and she was like this is stupid I was like now that I'm watching this pilot right now all these characters get cool but like when they're initially trying to define themselves it was pretty bad in Firefly I found like, Again, I disagree. I love the pilot to Angel. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the pilot to Angel is amazing. It has my favorite scene in all of Buffy and Angel. Which is? When Cordelia gets captured by a vampire. Mm-hmm. She He's supposed to be like a big shot businessman. And yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, welcome to my house. Uh, make yourself comfortable. She walks in. She's like, <gasps> you're a vampire. There's curtains over all the windows. You're a vampire. And he looks at her. He's like, what? No. No, I'm not. She's like, I'm from Sunnydale. You're a vampire. <laughs> and he's just so disappointed that he doesn't get to play his little vampire games with her. It's, it cracks me up every time. Anyway. So hopefully it's just Whedonisms, if it's too much. Scott, your impressions? I really like the, the way that they tied into the movies. Um, uh, just to get into like a little spoiler. Okay. It's like a tiny little detail. It doesn't really spoil the plot. Um, at one point, they find... Uh, they're looking at evidence as what is making this this uh, character super strong and they're examining it in their lab and they're okay. like, it looks like it's gamma radiated but it also could be a little bit like it, it it looks really close to Dr. Erkstein's serum and then they look at a video of the guy and he's glowing red and they're like it's extremist too like it looks like they just took all the superpower stuff and threw it in a blender and pumped it into one guy <laughs> I was like I just watched Iron Man 3 Extremis, awesome! This is very cool. So they're just throwing it. I think it, what I'm excited, but like they threw it under, and they didn't say Captain America, and they didn't say Iron Man, well, they the, didn't or say Hulk. Hulk. They, yeah, they yeah. said Gamma, Erksine, Super Soldier, and Extremis, and I was like, yeah, yeah. That, that was for me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm excited about the show in general. When they said it as a like possible like ongoing through line that like backs up the movies that are supposed to be coming out for the next ever. You know, like it's just sort of like, like not to say it would deduct from the movies. And the movies are probably going to take care of their own background all the time, but it's just sort of like, it'll give that feeling of the world being like ongoing in between the movies. Like stuff is still happening, even if it's not like Thor handling it, you know, or whatever. So yep. hopefully they they get it together and keep it. I I I was trying to think of something where this some like I feel that I don't like nothing like this project has ever happened before, like a counterpart to a like established ongoing series of mega films. Like I know they've movie made movies of TV X-Files, sh- yeah, like it's the X-Files but, movies had two movies in the 19 years of TV show. So. Yeah, but that was reverse. Yeah. That, usually it goes TV into film, like film into TV but like complementary TV, like as opposed like a, to a TV show spins off from a movie. Yeah, that is. And the movies are still ongoing. The, a, the movies are still ongoing, and B, that Young Indiana Jones. There we go. Young Indiana Jones is yes. 
but doesn't take place in the same world as Indiana Jones because Indiana Jones is old. Like, it's still a prequel. Like, the storylines of the TV show are happening at the same time as the storylines of the movie. It's weird. Like, it's very different. Like... Young Indiana Jones, I think, is about the closest <laughs> we've seen to that sort of thing, but it was still a prequel to the movies. So like, yeah. they, they were basically operating in a void. Like, they were just like, all you need to do is not kill Indy and make sure he grows up to be an archaeologist. Like, that's like <laughs> all you need to do in this show. Give him a whip sometimes. Exactly. Make it work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. But other than that, it's pretty much like, because they need to be like operating in a framework that makes sense of how many fucking movies coming out in the next four or five years. Yeah. Like, new Thor, Iron Man, I'm guessing, has to have a fourth. New Avengers. I don't think there's anything in the pipeline for that. The next big ones are Cap 2, Thor 2, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And, uh, what and do you call it? Two. Black Widow 2. She's getting around? Yeah, yeah. Her and, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be probably more about her, because, you know, Scarlett Johansson in a skin-tight latex suit. Latex? Leather. It's really shiny. It's leather. It's leather. You can, you can wax leather. Maybe. It's Lenny. Whatever, Sophie. Were you supporting the sexualization of women in comic books? Sure. Sophie said it, so it's not sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's so sleepy, it's adorable. Yeah. So anyway, what else do you guys have? I talked about the comics I'm watching, TV shows I'm watching. I have another TV show. Dude, uh, I've been watching True Blood, getting back to vampires. Yeah. The latest season, I'm like halfway through. It's, it? it's bad. I, I watched the first couple episodes and then had kind of no interest. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yep, yeah, no, it's kind of bad. Fairies are coming back into it. Lots of fairies, a, a weird vampire prison. <sighs> I don't know where it's I stopped. Just... I, I stopped watching, I think, maybe two episodes in. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I, I hate it when shows do, do this. Is, like, I, I hate it when shows change what characters are about. Like, I really don't like the transformation of, uh, what's-his-face. Give me the names of the vampires. Not Bill? Eric. Eric. I really don't like Eric as an anti-hero. Like, I know that they've been, like, building towards that, but I'm like, he still needs to be a dick. Like, he still needs to not do the right thing. Or at least, like, you know what I mean? I It bugs me. I'm just kind of like, I really don't think you would have done this two or three seasons ago, and I don't think you have reason to have matured to the point where you are in the story, other than the fact that fangirls like you. Like... It's like, I really don't... It's like how, like, it's sort of like what they do to Wolverine, when they make, like, Wolverine more heroic than necessary, and you're like... Taller. Huh? <laughs> Taller. And yeah, exactly, but it's like, Wolverine's not that heroic, generally speaking. <laughs> you know, it's like... Issues. Thoughts, Sophie? Antiheroes? Nope. Did you see that thing? Um, the, like, A Day in the Life of the Antihero? It's nope. like this hilarious, like... It's like... It's like he woke up in the morning and smoked 12 packs of cigarettes. He looked at his wife, who had done nothing but loyally raise his kids for 20 years. That bitch. <laughs> it's just like... Like, he stands up and puts on, like, 10 fedoras and 3 trench coats. It's like, he has another pack of cigarettes for breakfast. That bitch tried to give him bacon and eggs. And it's just like... It's just so good. It's like, complete, like, anti-hero nonsense. Like, it's good. I, look, I think it's like a day in the life of Antihero if you want to go up and read it. I lolled. I lolled pretty hard. I was, I've was. i watched the first three or four episodes of... Uh, so is Sophie. This is going to be a Total Divas. Yeah? You watched it too. I did. Yeah. Look at Sophie just pouring excitement out. <laughs> yeah. That's because I can't talk today. 
super good podcasting yeah. day. <laughs> I'm going to go record a podcast. That, I can't talk today. That is really a show I have no interest in at all. You totally should, was. though. It's fucking really good. It's, like, <laughs> quite good. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, a lot of, like, how they fucking work matches and, like, the fucking travel schedule that they have to do. And, like, also Natty Nider is the best. <laughs> She is the best. Yeah. That's, that's And she's kind of the nicest person, and the company walks all over her. Oh. It's the saddest. They were like, bad news. Uh, you know, like, we usually only book one uh, Divas match for WrestleMania. You're not in it. But we have these two newbies who we're bringing up. Uh, so you're going to, like, chaperone them and, like, show them around WrestleMania. Like, why are they coming up? For the, for the TV show. So they're not really even, like, trained? Nope. Because like, like they're like they're like a couple months into developmental, right? They're not even like they're not ready whatsoever. They're just there for like the contrast on the show. Just keep an eye on them during Mania, Natty. Okay. <laughs> like her and Tyson Gid have been in a relationship for like ten years, right? And he just treats her like she like she's one of those like really down to earth, but has like a secret girly side. But you can tell that she doesn't ever like act on that girly side. So like at one point she's like in lingerie and like. Hey TJ, like what's up? He's like, oh, just watching the match. What are you wearing? <laughs> she's like in lingerie. She's like, God damn it! She's like, fuck my stupid life. Like, it's really Natty's pretty depressing. The Bella twins are significantly different than I would imagine them. One of them, the one with the boob job, yeah. is is her persona essentially. She's like a, a complete mean mean girl. The one without <laughs> the boob job though is like a tree hugging hippie crazy person who dates Daniel Bryan. Right. Like, and is, like, very different. Like, she's a bit crazy also. Daniel Bryan is, or Brian Danielson, is is pretty fun in the show. Because he's around all the time. Like, uh, <laughs> John Cena bought Nikki a fucking Land Rover. <laughs> and he's discussing the Daniel Bryan. He's like, from a male perspective, I think it's weirder that he bought you a Range Rover before he bought you a ring. <laughs> she just like thanks Daniel Bryan. They go to his house and fucking. Did, watch. did you see the pictures of the four of them going to the class reunion of the Bella Twins? No. Oh man, those pictures are amazing. Super weird. Because it's like the the girls they go to their high school reunion, mm-hmm. and they bring John Cena and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But it's still a high school reunion. Yeah. From like middle America yeah so like it's in this shitty little gym (laughs) (laughs) and they're like dancing and shit and all these other like fat bald dudes around like what (laughs) it's it's amazing also look up those pictures those pictures are hysterical I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up on the show maybe in season 2 whatever no it's it's old it's before the show even Uh, launched also holy shit John Cena has money like the contrast is fucking absurd like they all have nice apartments right. and they go to John Cena's like gargantuan mansion with like five cars in the garage and like a fucking waterfall in the backyard into like a giant you're like holy Jesus there is some <laughs> fucking disparity in the paychecks like fucking you know where that money comes from eh t-shirts. the marine <laughs> that's t-shirts <laughs> no, it's gotta be the marine money that movie just well yeah but it's no I know, I know, I know. It's not the Marine, but it's like it's T-shirts. But like, you're like, okay, like fucking. I understand, like divas don't get paid as much, but like even Daniel Bryan just has like a nice apartment, and like this is beginning of last year, so he's like still on Team Hell now. So he's been on main roster for like a couple years, right? Has money, but then like they get there, like Daniel Bryan's like, 
this is extravagant. <laughs> like, just, like, looking around, like, what the fuck? Like, no idea. Then they go, and then they spend a weekend at Daniel Bryan's, like, family house that he grew up in. They're like, is there a TV? He's like, no. I don't really do TV. <laughs> He's like, we have antlers on the wall. <laughs> Fucking super weird. It's like, stuff like that is, like... I it's find... like Punk. Punk has a small apartment in Chicago. Apparently it's pretty big. Well, it's a nice apartment, but... Yeah, exactly. Like, a nice apartment with, like, floor-to-ceiling windows overlooking the ceiling. Like, I'm sure it's a quite expensive apartment, but it's not a fucking mansion. mansion. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, John Cena lives in a fucking mansion. Sophie, thoughts on John Cena's mansion? It's big. Also? <laughs> <laughs> also, the show sucks a little bit because John Cena is exactly as nice as you'd imagine him to be. And you're like, I was really hoping he was a little douchey, whatever. Like, Nikki Bella, like, does, like, some shit bitchy things. And he's like, that was really mean of you. And you should apologize to your sister. Like, oh, really? Like, they, one of the characters had, like, a, had fake implants to, like, carry who she was trying out. Um, Cameron, one of the Funkadactyls, was trying out fake implants because she felt not stacked enough next to Naomi slash Trinity, who has, like, the biggest booty in the world and all that stuff. She's like, I have nothing. So, and then the Bella Twins, like, stole her one of her implants that she had sewn into her thing. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, like, so John Cena's all like, so let me get this straight. Like, you're pretty much, like, the faces of the diva division, and then you just stole an implant to make someone on the mid-card feel really bad? We're like, well, it was a joke. Yeah, okay, you know, I'm going to go and hang out where the good people hang out, like, backstage, and I'm going to just leave you guys here, and you can think about that. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, John Cena, you're such a nice guy. He's like, so... No, no, to be fair, that that is a pretty funny gag to play on someone. It, exactly. <laughs> but, like, it is a funny gag. <laughs> and, like, at one you point... You put on your costume and it's all lopsided. You're like, oh. damn it. <laughs> like, at one point, so... Um, Daniel Bryan and Bree are, like, moving to Phoenix or whatever and all that stuff. And, like, Nikki's all, like, bitching to Cena being like, you know, like, it seems that, like, you know, the only thing that, like, Bryan is, like, thinking about is, like himself and Bree and like Bree just seems like she's only thinking about like herself and like Brian and he's like so you're getting super mad at a couple for you know really loving each other and thinking about what's best for the couple yeah <laughs> that just seems really selfish Nikki oh. <laughs> you're like oh god like like repeatedly John Cena is like a completely like down to earth like sensible good guy and you're like I re- kind of makes his recent divorce seem very strange a little bit. Like, he did cheat on his first wife with... with that. The Bella Twin? No, no, a stripper. <laughs> a stripper? I think it was a stripper. Hmm. There's, like, pictures of her holding the title and stuff. Right. Maybe, well, whatever. It's good. Kind of a lapse of judgment. Also, Justin Gabriel's a big creeper. <laughs> JoJo is 19. Justin Gabriel is 32. They They hook up. Also, Johnny Curtis. Holy shit, he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Curtis is basically Fandango, even backstage. Like, he's just a big sleazeball. He's <laughs> fucking awesome. I was like, I love you, Johnny Curtis. Yeah, we dick. watched a little bit of wrestling the other day, and the announcer's finally gotten it right. Yeah. Yeah, you can do, they do the intros now. Sophie, what did you think about Total Divas? I liked it. You liked it? Who's your favorite? I don't have a favorite. Not even Natty? Nope. What about... Natty's cat died. It was really sad. Want to make the music happen again, Scott? The music oh, yeah. is happening. Huh? It is so happening. So you know, you know Natty's uh, scrunch face cat. No. What? 
She has that ugly cat with like the underbite and a smush face. Oh yeah, and she said she was gonna make him a rim bearer at the wedding. Yeah, he died last week. That sucks. I know. It's so sad. He looks like she dressed him up in outfits all the time because he had depressed smush face cat face that always looked the best. The Hart family curse. Yeah, exactly. Well, they were talking about that too. Like, and you, you, you can see like her being like a super nice person, but like, with her like where JoJo's like, oh, I don't know, like I miss my boyfriend and all that stuff. She's like, uh, my uncle's Bret Hart and my father is like Jim the Anvil. Jim the Anvil Nineheart, and I had to wait five years to get on TV. Like, don't, don't squander this opportunity. Like, again, like in the back of her head, like you, you stupid bitch. Like Learn you, to wrestle. You fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> why are there cameras following you around? Like, I'm basically wrestling royalty and had to wait five years to crack main roster. Fuck you. you For whining. I'm so sick of hearing. I'm sad my 19-year-old boyfriend. Blah, 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 blah. Ah, uh, good times. I don't know, that's what I've been up to. Sophie, anything else? You made a weird butt thing on your Facebook. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, I did. Yeah. I think everybody's seen it, though. I don't know. I want to explain. Explain how. Uh, explain uh, like I'm five butt hi- butt hills. Seb and I, Seb is my roommate. We've been friends since we were, like, 15, and we've always Sharpie tattooed each other, mm-hmm. like, head to toe. And Sharpies are a bitch to remove, so now we just use body paint. Cool. Um, and uh, yesterday, I was like, you want to paint my butt? And he's like, Okay. I don't know what. I'm like, well, do insects or something. Like, I was thinking ladybugs and shit, you know? He was like, yeah, I guess I could do that. And then I just, my brain kind of went, make my butt an anthill of technicolor. It's going to let that one sit. (laughs) And so he did. And there are photos, and it's great. This is going to be on a Fine Arts Friday? If you really want my butt on the website, <laughs> I will put it. I don't care. I, it's not. This is by far not my choice. I yeah. just think it would be hilarious if I know it's Friday. I don't care. It's a nice butt. It's got a, <laughs> it's got a good shape. Technicolor <laughs> anthill butt. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm a little excited that I don't come over for body painting nights. I don't have body painting nights, Keith. Oh, you know, they're near like. I do, Keith. Just come on over. <laughs> We're so hairy though. The, the paint gets all matted. It's textured. It's textured. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about, so just don't mind me for a minute. I'm going to take a look at this quickly. Take a look at what? Anthill butts? Anthill? What are you going to take a look at? You said you posted it. No, there's no pictures. Oh. Pictures oh, haven't been I posted. Have They're not I online. Can, I can pull it up if you want. Hang on. Anyway. It can be the fucking icon for this podcast. There you go. I'll send it to you, Keith. Awesome. So now, now you know what you've been looking at at that episode image. You're like, what's that? Sophie's Technicolor anthill butt. Yep. That's my butt. I'll so find and, it. And then else, Sophie? Anything else going on? No, I don't want to talk. Cool. Scott? I watched Iron Man 3. I have not watched it yet. It's the worst of the three. I, it's like pretty much what I heard. Yeah. Um, Which is a little shame, because Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley is the Mandarin. I was excited about the casting. Yeah. The the problem is it's it's not different enough from the first two movies. Well, that that's sort of what I heard. They were like, "It's Iron Man again." Against an evil industrial weapons designer again. Yeah. So to be like, fair, that's what, kind of what the comics are about. Yeah, <laughs> ish. I mean, you could fight other stuff. 
<laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it's weird though because like they're they're sort of the Hulk. He could fight the Hulk, but the Hulk is a uh, hero right now. And do you want to get to? Okay, weird... well then you could fight Crimson Dynamo. See, you could fight the Russians. Right now we're looking at what the listener has already seen, which is Sophie's Technicolor <laughs> Anto butt. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then there was the weird John Morrison, Jim Morrison picture of your. That's Scottish not Jim boy. Morrison. That's. I said of your Scottish boy. Oh. It's a John Jim Morrison picture of your Scottish boy. Just because he has those shades doesn't make him Jim Morrison. Scott, thoughts? I hate Jim Morrison. A little. A little, a little bit. Morrison. Speaking of Jim Morrison, my baby. Is Jim Morrison? Loves, <laughs> loves break on through. Break on through. He makes him giggle like nothing Does else. Does he break on through? He starts laughing and shaking because he's, he's teething, right? Where my wife said, man, I really hope those teeth break on through. And then I started going, doo 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 And his attention was completely enraptured. It was cool. Like, I had so to, like, finish the whole song, and he was just like, ah! And you played for him proper? Yeah, and he sat there cool and stared line. at it. He oh, dug yeah. it. I don't like the doors. I don't understand. I I can understand not loving the doors, but not, not liking them. them. It's a little weird. I not even like as like them. as a friend. Nope. Like at a party, you would not talk to the doors. He seems like kind of a douche. Well, you absolutely was. Well, then why would I? Because like a lot of douchebags make cool music. <laughs> but I don't want to hang out with douchebags just because they make cool music. Okay, but if the doors came on the radio, you'd be like, Ugh. switch. Yeah. Yeah, wow. which is weird. That's weird. Uh, that's unique in in. I like, like, one or two of their songs. Like, The End. I like The End. Okay. Actually, no, that's the only song I like of theirs. What about Riders on the Storm? Nope. That, that's, that song makes me want to be in a car every time I hear it. A motorcycle. Just in the rain. <laughs> Possibly dying. People are strange. Hate it. Super <laughs> weird. Like, I'm not like I mean obviously it's your opinion, but I just I find it it's like it's one of those things where it's like almost universally beloved. I know. Who else do you hate? Do you like Led Zeppelin? I love them. Who Queen. else? The Beatles. You love the Beatles? Of course I do. I'm trying to think of like universally enjoyed. Queen. Queen. I like Queen. I don't like Elvis so much. I don't think Elvis is universally loved. He's also a racist, so I mean there's that. Like his music is very like it was not really avant garde or like I don't think there's really that much interesting going on in Elvis music. I like a lot of his songs. I, I find it hard to get past the fact that he was, you know, an incredible an, racist, an incredible racist in Memphis. What can you do? Enemies of Nine to Five Entertainment System. Elvis, Elvis. Presley. <laughs> Orson John... Scott Card. Elvis Presley. And those guys who did those shitty X Men comics. <laughs> <laughs> Christos Gage. John actually talked about that, that we should just have a segment of enemies of the podcast. <laughs> and just, like, feel Elvis Presley is fine. Enemies of 90S? Elvis. We should have a Friends of 90S thing. We do have Friends of 90S. We do? Yeah. Philip Blair. Philip Blair. Philip Blair. <laughs> exactly. We were covering him at the start of the podcast. <laughs> Anybody who likes or comments on us on iTunes or tweets about us is a friend of the podcast. Heard it here first. Spread the podcast to be a friend of the podcast. We'll give you a sticker. You it know might what? not be a nine to five sticker. You know what? <laughs> I might just be a band aid. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm gonna do a thing where I draw people. Cool. We talked about that. I know, and nothing came of it, so I'm gonna do it. I know. 
I often just talk about Stop things. Stop yelling at me. I just talk about things. I was going to say, p- speaking of drawing people, and I guess this is, we only have four or five minutes left, so this is fine to talk about the website. Sophie posted a picture of Mick Foley that she drew. You guys fucking suck. You guys teased me so much about that it you, last time. That you drew a picture of him. That I had a sex dream about him that very night. The night that you guys teased me because you, you told me like he's not married and I went all red in the face and I'm like, but he's cute and he's not married. You're telling me this now? And then I had a sex dream about it and then I woke up and discovered, holy shit, I have a stupid crush on McFoley. The best. So I went stalker on him and drew a photo and sent it to him and said, then he, here, then I Then he PM'd you being like, thanks, Sophie. Winky face, thumbs up. Actually, he said... Nice! Exclamation point. Thanks. Period. Hmm. That period means I love you, Sophie. It does not. It absolutely does. It means period. I tried to respond to his PM. Yeah. It didn't let me because he's not following my Twitter. Be like, yo, follow me. And then draw a picture. Oh my goodness, draw a picture of you and him on the beach. Yeah, because that would happen. Yeah, but that's why it would both you look you would both look grumpy at the beach, being like, "Why are we at the beach?" No. And he'd be like in his flannel, being like, "I'm s- grumpy," and you'd be like, "I don't wear swimsuits, or I hate the sun." It'd be the best beach photo ever. Yeah, we don't have the same sense of humor. He'd be he'd be all right if he was dude love on the beach. Dude love would love. Dude the love beach. would probably love the beach. That's Maybe true. yeah. So when you had a dream Plus, about, he's Nick from Foley, Long Island, right? Like he's totally a beachhead. Maybe. You can have you can have sex on the beach with McFoley. I don't want to. Okay, no, but if no, I mean like but if nobody wants to actually have sex on the beach, it's sandy. Yeah, no, but, but the like, question is, dream, is that if we tease nice. you enough about having sex on the beach with McFoley, apparently we can maybe make it happen because that's what happened last time. Oh uh, well, you guys just teased me about it last time, but I didn't think I had a crush on him, but now I do. Now you do have a crush on him. Is it the missing teeth? The missing teeth is what does it. The Friend mask? of the podcast, McFoley. <laughs> Leather mask. <laughs> it's true. The leather, leather. Have a nice he's day. He's a big fuzzy guy. Do you I think approve. that's what? He... And he's got really kind eyes. In the afterglow, did he say, "Have a nice day"? Was <laughs> <laughs> there a thumbs up? Uh, thumbs up. <laughs> the fact that like his signature hand gesture is just a thumbs up. It's the fucking best. Ah, it's great. I just I've watched about half of the You Think You Know Me documentary. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I also good. did not realize that him and Christian were friends from that early. Like I thought they met in high school, not like grade six. Yeah, like, they were like little kids buddies. They were friends forever, for real. I really like the way that they took on the Lita Matt Hardy thing in the documentary. That they take it on like bluntly. Like and so, then, you stole Lita. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that happened, and like they go over the whole storyline with them, and yeah, that made it. I don't know, some way less skeezy. I guess so. Like, they could have just glossed over it, and I would have been like, yeah, because you're also a douchebag, because you slept with Lita. Mm-hmm. But, like, they kind of just put all the cards on the table, and I was like, yeah, and... Yeah, I guess that's pretty much sums up what I... I got nothing anymore. What I've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know this, Sophie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you watched the CM Punk one yet? No, not yet. You're not even a fan of him. I really am though, <laughs> but no. But I thought, is it a documentary or I thought it was just like his best matches? And no, shit? it's a documentary. Okay. It talks about his family life and like Rich growing family. up and his insane getting into the business. Mm-hmm. Like, the Edge has nothing on him. No, no. Like, Ed, Ed, Edge walked into the business basically. Like, yeah, like, like, he worked very hard to still, but 
was like he got, says he says very early he's like yeah and then I got called in and I was like 20 years old yeah exactly but he's like, he's like he's like my, my one edge though <laughs> I said it it like was the fact that he was like I was like wrestling church basements or whatever at 17 so he's like it was early but was still like five years into like grinding on the road like but was still that's only 22 <laughs> you know just like fucking bonkers yeah he talks yeah. at the end he's like yeah I retired as like this this many belts this many belts this many belts this many belts and, and I'm like <laughs> in my 30s it was really weird yeah well he was, ta- he was talking about how he's like how you couldn't write a better retirement he's like my last match was Wrestlemania and I retired as champion can't he's like you can't fucking do that better like you were at Wrestlemania won the belt retired the next day like she's like he's like a lot of guys don't get to like go out on that high <laughs> the other thing that's a little weird about that documentary is how little they talk to Christian yeah, well, you know, you right. figure he was there. He pops in in and out a lot of yeah, but not any time. more or less than like Rhino. Triple H does. <laughs> Rhino. Anyway, I think we're uh, we're just about wrapped. Any closing comments? Final thoughts? No, <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> no, have a have a cracker. I don't know why that would help. Delicious crackers. Scott, final thoughts? Um, yeah, Iron Man 3 was alright. It wasn't right. great. It wasn't bad. Uh, I'm not sad I missed it in the theaters. That's my ringing endorsement. Bring! Iron Man. Nah. Nah. Agents it's, of S.H.I.E.L.D., I liked it. It's, I'm, I'm, I want to see it's where it goes. A, Iron Man is more Iron Man, is the like the review that I under- took away from well, it. He, I he fights... Jeff Bridges, and then he fights Sam Rockwell, and then he fights Guy Pierce, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I got it. No, but there's there's people around. There's, yeah, a, there's always people you're, around. You're missing uh, you're missing uh, Mickey, Rourke Mickey Rourke and Rourke Ben and Kingsley. Yeah, yeah, but that's but they're working for Guy Pierce and Sam Rockwell. That's pretty much it. It's <laughs> uh, it's disappointing. Enemy of the podcast, the Iron Man series. <laughs> <laughs> first one was great. Love the first one. Amazingly, in Iron Man 3, at one point, you see in the trailer, his house gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. They have this, like, sad little shot of his cute little arm robots yeah. being destroyed. And you're just like, no. <laughs> exactly. No. I no love cute them. little arm robots. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous to feel that. I I caught myself halfway through it going like, how did that even happen? They're just little robots. Well, it was like the lamp. The Ikea lamp <laughs> commercial. <laughs> the, like, she buys the new lamp at Ikea and then puts the lamp and, like... It's like sitting at the thing, and you're just sort of like, you are sitting at home feeling sorry for the lamp. That is crazy. It is a lamp. It is replaced by a much better one. <laughs> ah, this has been the 9 to 5 Entertainment uh, System. Thanks for listening. Like us on iTunes, tweet about us, and you'll become a friend of the podcast. Like us on Facebook. That too. Chat with us there. We're there all the time. Scott's there all the time. I'm there all the John time. John is never there. John doesn't even... John, he has an abandoned Facebook. <laughs> go, go put some disgusting <laughs> shit up on his wall. It's like a picture of him from fucking like <laughs> 10 years ago.
Hey everyone, it's me again, wasting your time at the end of the podcast where it doesn't matter anyways. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter, we're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 95 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 95.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.